0: I love him this morning. I told Brother Tracy when he left on Wednesday night, I said, man, you set me up good for Sunday morning. He said, a a burning Pentecost. Tongues of fire came down and set upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Thank you, Lord. And we told him afterwards, I said, man, you just come in behind Brother Corey, who preached about four or five weeks on Holy Ghost and fire, and That's emphasized right. the fire. I, you know, when God preaches at five weeks here, and then sends an evangelist to preach on it with the last message, not knowing that it's already been preached on so much here, That's God Almighty saying to us, he desires to baptize us with fire. Fire. I want the fire to fall on a Sunday morning. Don't have to be reliable, don't have to be camp meeting, it don't need to be a youth camp, but I want to tell you that God desires the fire to fall every time we meet together. Hallelujah. It's be a great occasion for the fire of God to fall and fill our hearts and lives. Amen. I do want to say it's so good to see all of you here on this Sunday morning. Good to see Sister Hughes come in. Amen. Amen. We love you, Amen. sis. Always good to see Sister Jackie and Sister Bernard praying for Sister Jackie every day. believe in God for a cancer-free report and for a complete healing. Amen, praying for those that are at home watching, Sister Karen, I know watches every service, praying and still believing that one of these services, that tumor's gonna let go and be gone, amen. I believe that with all of my heart. And uh, when she comes in and gives us that report, I'll probably run a lap around the building, amen. our God still answers prayer. We're gonna read this morning, Uh, Out of the book of John, chapter number 16, we'll allow our children to be dismissed along with Sister Paige. Appreciate them. John, chapter number 16, we're going to begin reading verse number 7. Brother Charles Duggar, many of you remember him? His brother Shannon Connors, brother-in-law out of the McClendon Church of God. He's preached for us before, we did missions with him before, uh, over in, uh, in Ecuador. And he is in Ecuador this morning. He and his uh, two of his sons are with him on a mission trip. He did ask that we would have special prayer for them this morning, that God's hand would be upon them and that God would use them, we'll do that as we pray around the altar today. And also, uh, Brother Gary Heron, who is out of uh, North Carolina. I met him at the, East Clo- at the East Clover Church of God years ago. Uh, he and his wife, Sister Nancy, are both in need of a miracle in their body and are requesting special prayer. so I promised them that we would have prayer for them in the altar this morning. I want to encourage you that, uh, if you need God to touch you in your body, in your heart, in your home, however, when we give this all call, come this morning, I believe it, the Lord's going to help you. John chapter number 16, beginning with verse number seven, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you, but if I depart, I will send him unto you. When he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of the world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. I, I want to preach a very simple message to you, a very doctrinal message, and I want to I use uh, this for my thought, the importance of Pentecost. Amen. The importance of Pentecost. I think you could really say the necessity of Pentecost without adding anything to scripture. I, I feel like Jesus thought that the power of the Holy Ghost was an absolute necessity to the church. Amen. 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 Would you help me pray? Father, again, we pray and ask you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Rest upon us to be able to preach what you've laid upon our heart for this service. I pray, O oh God, you would give us ears to hear and a heart, O oh God, that's open to receive. The word of God, Paul told Timothy, was able to make us wise unto salvation. The engrafted word, O oh God, let it bring forth. Let it produce. You said some 30-fold, some 60, some 100-fold. O oh God, for that 100-fold in our hearts and in our lives this morning, we leave this house full of the Holy Ghost so that you would work in this world through us. Grant it, we pray. Meet us around the altar, we ask in Jesus' precious name. If you love him, would you say amen? Amen. I wanna say it's a sad reality this morning that few Christians seem to realize how vitally important, and may I add necessary, the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is to their life. And I said experience because the baptism in the Holy Ghost is more than a doctrine. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is more than a message. The baptism of the Holy Ghost was more than past tense given to the apostles or to the disciples. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just a a relic in a song that we sing about as we sang two songs concerning the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost is experience. That's right. David said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. The word taste in the Hebrew is the word that we would use for experience. Oh, experience for yourself and see that the Lord, He is good. Amen. So sadly again, few Christians, especially in our generation, realize how vitally important and necessary the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is to their life. The coming of the Holy Ghost was an absolute necessity in carrying out the great commission that Christ gave the church to preach the gospel in all the world, but more than to preach, to be witnesses or to be the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God unto this world. Notice that he said, I have many things to say unto you in our text. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of Truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He told him, I've got a lot of things that I want to say unto you, but you can't bear those things now. But when the Spirit of truth has come, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth. I looked up, Brother Corey was with me in the office. I was just looking up some of these words in the Strong's Concordance. And the word For you cannot bear them now. It means to take up with your hands uh, or to put the weight or the burden of something on yourself uh, and carry them. I've got a lot that I would say to you right now, but you can't carry the weight, the responsibility, and the truth of this gospel until the Holy Ghost comes uh, and reveals it to you. The gospel doesn't need to be learned like the ABCs. And I think you ought to memorize scripture. I think Sunday school is a legitimate need. I think we ought to teach the scripture to teach the gospel and there are things that you learn, you uh, you gain acquired knowledge when you study and we are to study to show ourselves approved unto God but the Bible is a book of truth uh, and these truths are to be spiritually discerned until the gospel becomes a revelation of God opening your eyes uh, and speaking it uh, into your heart. Uh, the apostle Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet it's not I that lives but it's Christ that lives in me amen and the the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me you can learn that like I did you can memorize it you can quote it but until it becomes God's revelation to you you'll never be crucified with him he'll never come to live in you to the degree He did in the apostle. I'm telling you, the gospel is meant to be a revelation of Christ unto you. And the Holy Ghost is the revealer of all truth. That's good. Thank the Lord. Yes. Yes. good. We need to realize it's more than doctrine. He was an absolute and is the Holy Ghost, He is a person. He is an absolute necessity in carrying out Christ's commission on this earth. There is much ignorance concerning the doctrine of the Holy Ghost among most modern church members. The Holy Ghost has been called by scholars the unknown person of the Godhead, if you can imagine that. If he's unknown, it's our fault. Not God's. The experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost has been treated as an optional experience for the church today. Well, he's for some, but not for everybody. You'll never read that in your Bible. The only people that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not for is for the lost for the unsaved or the unregenerate. But if you have been born again, this promise is unto you. It's unto your children. It's under all them that are afar off, even unto as many as the Lord our God shall call. He stretched so far beyond the disciples and the apostles. Uh, Peter, under divine inspiration said, it's for your children and your children's children and all them that are far off even unto as many as the Lord our God shall call. The call is uh, the gospel call. The call is those that are saved. He looked into 2021 and said, by the way, this promise, uh, this Sending uh, this outpouring, uh, this shedding forth of the Holy Ghost uh, is going to be for you and your children. Amen. God's promise of the Spirit and the fullness thereof is for you as a believer. Holy Ghost is our distinct experience in Christ as believers. Amen. He's not optional. He's necessary. That's right. When you view him as necessary, then it will stop you in your tracks. I cannot go without him. Amen. Many of you forget your cell phone on the countertop. You're, you know, a mile down the road. You must make a U-turn. We cannot go a day without our cell phone. We cannot leave the house without it. What would we ever do without it? (laughs) Come on, you know I'm telling you the truth. You've made the U-turn and went back and got it. Amen. I have too sometimes, but a lot of times I said, it'd be a great day. I'm not gonna have to answer the phone once. I get back home, and Kim's like, I called you a hundred times, and I said, phone's in the bedroom. (laughs) Oh, but I want to tell you, if you would treat the Holy Ghost like you treat that cell phone, if you treat the Holy Ghost like you treat your debit card, come on, your life would be revolutionized. It really would. He is our distinct experience as believers in the body of Christ. He's not optional, but necessary. According to the Bible, the baptism in the Holy Ghost is standard equipment for all who carry out the Great Commission of Jesus Christ to go into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature. Do you know that Jesus never entered into the public arena of ministry until the Father had sent the Holy Ghost to, to baptize him in the River Jordan? Why? Why? He was the Son of God. He was divine. He was holy. He was mighty. He was powerful. Because Jesus Christ was our example in all things. He was uh, the Son of Man as well as the Son of God. And if the Son of Man needed the baptism of the Holy Ghost before he ever preached his first public message or before he ever laid his hands on anybody for him to get healed, then I am going to need the baptism of the Holy Ghost if I'm going to minister Christ to the world. I know that flies all in the face I've had people tell me, well, what about Dr. Billy Graham? He didn't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and my only answer is this. I don't preach the book of Dr. Billy Graham. I preached from the Holy Bible, and I don't answer for Billy Graham. I answer to God when he said, be filled with the Spirit. I'm thankful for anybody that preaches. But I have to tell you, you're under mandate from God to be anointed, to be full of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing worse to me than dead preaching. There's nothing worse to me than carnal preaching that feeds and fluffs and pacifies uh, sin and carnality. I believe that kind of preaching uh, is anointed of hell. Burst from the pit of hell itself. Uh, I want to tell you, baptized in the Holy Ghost, uh, you will not only be a discerner of truth, you will be a lover of truth. Uh, Buy the truth and sell it not. Uh, You wouldn't compromise it for nothing, Uh, you wouldn't sell it out uh, for any amount of money. No man on fire of the Holy Ghost uh, is passionate uh, about the Word of God. Hallelujah. Good hallelujah, Good hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Sure. Standard equipment, Jesus. Jesus never ministered until he was full right. of the Holy Ghost. Do you know that the Bible explicitly says in the Book of Acts chapter number 10, how that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. How that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He emphasized Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the man Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ of Nazareth as the son of man. God made sure that he anointed the man Christ Jesus with the Holy Ghost and only then he went about doing good. He was my example. He was our example in all things. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith look to Jesus <laughs> Jesus Christ declared it is expedient it means profitable it is expedient for you that I go away Strong's concordance along with I looked up different definitions said that the word literally means this as a word picture to the Greeks A means necessary to a desired end. A mean that's necessary to a desired end. It was necessary for me to come give my life on Calvary, take your sins from you, give or impart or impute unto you my righteousness my holiness, defeat death, hell, and the grave, rise on the third day and ascend back to the Father so that the Holy Ghost would come and fill your hearts and lives. This was all God's means to a desired end that the creature be full of his Creator. And Christ had to redeem you so that he might fill you. That's right. yeah, Why did God save you? To fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah. This body. What know you not that you're not your own? You've been bought with a price. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The Why do you buy a house? To live in it. Why do you buy a car to get in it and drive it? Uh, why'd you buy a coat or a shirt? If yeah. your email, address, why did you buy it to get in it and wear it? Yes. Tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be imbued with power from on high. Endued means to be clothed upon. Hallelujah to God. God wants your body to be his garment. He wants to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. To clothe you with power. This, is, this ought to be preached on a regular basis. This ought to be common knowledge this ought to be standard operational procedure in the church. It ought not to be something foreign. It ought not to scare our children when the Holy Ghost moves. Anointed preaching ought not to make our children sit back in a gasp. Just scared to death. I've seen it... uh, as visitors come in <laughs> come on. I remember years ago I won't call the names But a grandson of one of our Members came in His only knowledge of uh, of Church or God Was uh, Catholicism We was in revival Brother Tim Colley My pastor was preaching revival He gave that altar call He was down Doing what he's known to do Praying around the altar. Seemed like everybody he would touch, the Holy Ghost would fall. They'd either shout the victory or down in the floor they would go. He was shouting and rejoicing and speaking in tongues. He made his way around the altar and somebody was sitting door to back. He went to, to, you know, go pray for somebody and that little fella shot out the back door around the corner into the nursery. My mom was a nursery worker. She called his name. He said, what is it? She said, what is it? He said, I don't want that man to touch me. <laughs> she said, why not? He's just praying for him. He might have wanted to pray for me. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want him to touch me. She said, why? I said, because everybody he prays for, he says, hooky, boogie, 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 And they fall out on the floor. And I'm scared of that. It ought not be that our children would be frightened of the power of the Holy Ghost. They should desire it. They should cry out for it. They should long for it. Like a little boy wants to hit a home run or run a touchdown or catch a bass or kill a buck. I want my son and my daughter to cry for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's expedient a means to a desired end that he should go away because his going meant the coming of the Holy Ghost. It was one thing for you to know Christ, walk with Christ, live in his victory. Everywhere he went, there was joy, but it was his joy. Everywhere he went, he laid hands on people. Demons were cast out. The blind saw, the deaf heard, the dumb spake, the lame walked, and the dead were raised to life again. But it was his victory. It was his power. It was his anointing. They come back rejoicing, saying, The devils are subject to us in your name. There were, this is after Pentecost, the seven sons of Seba said, We adjure you by Jesus that Paul preaches, that you come out of the Lord. And the devil said, Jesus, I know. And Paul, I know. But I don't sense you've got anything that tells me what to do. And they stripped those seven boys and sent them away wounded and naked. I want to tell you, Pentecost, it should be my experience. Jesus said, ye shall receive power. Yeah. John's preaching was, I baptize you in water under repentance. But there's coming one after me, mightier than I, the latchet of whose shoes I'm unworthy to loose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus walked down into that water and said, Baptize me, John. He said, Lord. I'm I'm preaching the baptism of repentance. You're the Lamb of God. You've got no sin, nothing to repent of. I don't need to baptize you. He said this, but I have need to be baptized of you. I know what you say. Well, the Bible said that John was baptized with the Holy Ghost or filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. It says he was filled with the holy ghost uh, from his mother's womb that's the same uh, infilling you get at salvation regeneration yeah. The Holy Spirit of God comes to take up residence In your heart and in your life And he that hath not the Spirit of Christ Is none of his Make no mistake The Holy Spirit takes up residence In the heart of a born again believer But it's subsequent And distinctively different From the baptism of the Holy Ghost It is a baptism of fire It is a baptism of power Power service and power that you might demonstrate Christ lives in me nothing's going to make me believe anything different because I have experienced it. I have experienced for myself what Jesus was talking about he said if I go not away the comforter will not come It would be well to note that Jesus Christ felt that the Holy Ghost was so important to the church that he said, if I depart not, then the Holy Ghost will not come. No one who believes in Christ can justly deny the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. For the Holy Ghost was sent at the request. Of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, well I believe in Jesus. Just not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Well how do you believe. That Jesus prayed the Father. And he said the Father. Will send the Holy Ghost. In my name. And he'll give it unto you. Don't you believe that. The Father heard his prayer. I say yeah. But that was just for the disciples. Listen the coming of the Spirit. Had a. Definite effect upon the world. When he came, he convicted or convinced the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. It's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost to convince sinners that they are lost. Do you know that Paul taught, you have not so learned to Christ. You can't learn Christ like you do your ABCs. You can't learn Christ by teaching somebody religion. It's going to take the power of the Holy Ghost to open their eyes. Like scales would fall from their eyes, like their ears would become unstopped, like the prodigal in the hog pen that came to himself. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it takes the Holy Ghost to to make a man hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Convict or convinced is a law term. Which simply means that he shall put to silence the adversaries of Christ and his cause. He brings to light all the fallacies of those who oppose him. By by doing so, the Spirit of God opens the heart of a man. Convincing him or convicting him. Do you know that's exactly the Apostle Paul's experience on the road to Damascus, uh, he put the silence, uh, his number one fiercest uh, opponent. Open, he opened his eyes by blinding him. I said he opened his spiritual eyes by blinding his natural eyes. He said I saw a light at noonday and it was a light brighter than the sun and it smote me with blindness and I fell off my horse and I said, who are you? He said, I heard a voice say, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus, the one who you persecute." He said, Lord, what would you have me to do? Something, something happened. God, after blinding him, putting him on the ground, Speaking to him, calling him by his name, had convinced him of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. I don't know if it took 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, or three hours. But when the Lord was done with him, he said, Lord, what would you have me to do? And no man can call Jesus Christ Lord but by the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost to convince a man, woman, boy or girl that they're lost and need to be saved. No wonder the majority of churches are full of tears. There's no Holy Ghost to convince the people. Don't blame a man for being lost. It's in his carnal nature to be lost. If there's a blame for the world being in the shape it's in, then it must lie at a church that refuses to be full of the Holy Ghost. A church that's become lazy and won't break through to a real genuine baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. I don't care if they listen to it, because there needs to be a meeting in the state office if I'm gonna stay Assemblée of God until Jesus comes back. And that under 40 group that Brother Corey belongs to, I ain't under 40, (laughs) so I ain't in it. There's less of those gray top men that come up in a day when the Holy Ghost was preached with power. When yes. this was a genuine experience yeah. and not a talk tongue in a back room somewhere. All right. All right. Come on, if you want the Holy Ghost, follow these workers back here in this back room. i going to grab you by your jaw. That ain't the Holy Ghost. If I can teach you how to talk in tongues, uh, you ain't got nothing but an acquired tongue. You say, brother, you ought not say that. I'm telling you, I've been there when they've done it and walked out. I've been in the altar service where it went on and went and grabbed my spouse and said, let's get out of here. Witchcraft is taking place in that altar. 40 group do you know what the debate brother Corey sent me a screenshot of it do you know what the debate is hey I've got a homosexual couple that's coming to my church and they've adopted children and they've come to the altar to accept Christ and they want to know listen to this they want to know since divorce is wrong would God have them to be divorced and if so, how would it be right to split those children up? I, I just told Brother Cor, hey, it's over with for the Assemblies of God. It's over with. When that's the debate uh, And the reason then uh, Is we've got men in the pulpit More interested uh, In seeing if they can get a tattoo To connect with society Seeing how big their gauge can be In their ear How many piercings they can get in their face uh, To connect with the world And less interested In seeing how full of the holy ghost They need to be In order to preach Christ To the world You're going to be faced with with serious, sinful issues. And you're called to be Christ. You're called to be Christ, his ambassador in the earth. God help a man that would tell a couple lost in homosexuality. Well, I don't know. I don't know. If the Lord wants you to get divorced or not. Uh, divorce. Uh, God never ordained a marriage uh, to start with. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Marriage ain't a supreme court issue. Right. Marriage right. and man's morning is ordained uh, by the most high God. Yeah. If God don't recognize it, uh, who cares what a man has to say? Yeah if God would have you to be divorced or not God never put you together you're born again you won't need to ask the preacher do I need to leave him do I need to leave this abominable lifestyle the moment you're born again you'll look at that partner and say I'm out it's over I'm saved that's called works need a repentance The whole world will know Jesus lives in you. Because you'll hate sin like he hates it. Hallelujah. I'm just saying, you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you can't rightly, you can't rightly carry this gospel. You won't know what in the world to say or to do. God help us when we're ordaining men. That don't know what to say yeah. in this last generation. Yeah. Uh, you're right, this Lord. It's pitiful. Yeah. I can't yeah. help it, brother Drone. called you by my spirit, saith God. I have washed you, cleansed you by my own blood, saith the Lord. It is my perfect will. It is my mandate. It is by necessity, saith God, that I have told you you must be filled with the Spirit. When he has come, He will reveal my power, my glory, and my truth, saith the Lord. Without him, you will not be able to stand in this evil day. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might is my command. Hear me this day, saith God, for my invitation come unto me. I will give you rest. There is no rest. And there is no power. Outside of my fullness. And a baptism in my spirit saith God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Curse of you, come help me out. I'm not even on point one yet, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even out of my introduction yet. You could preach, now that Jesus comes on the necessity, on our part, to be filled with the Spirit. He said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. That's because the Holy Ghost had not yet been given. There were some truths that Jesus would not reveal to the disciples because he knew they could not handle much of the truth that he would give them without the Holy Ghost making it real to their hearts. The Spirit convinces of the fact of sin the filth of sin, the folly of sin, and the consequence of sin. He didn't come only to convince the world of their sin, but to pour out His Spirit upon His people and upon believers that they might carry out the work that Christ had started. The Lord's command of the church in Ephesians 5 and 18 will forever be, be filled. It wasn't get filled, but it's be filled. The present tense, active verb, that means right now, today, be filled with the Spirit. There's so many occasions throughout the book of Acts after the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost, those disciples were filled again and again and again and again. Do you know that God's mandate for my life was to be filled when I walked in this pulpit this morning? Don't preach something that you don't know anything about. Don't preach something that's not your practice and not your experience. My grandpa always said if you don't know anything about the Holy Ghost just keep your mouth off of him. Holy Ghost is a past tense 40 year old experience for you. Then renew it this morning. God's mandate for you is to walk out those doors into a lost dying world, into a home with a lost spouse. Meeting with children that are lost. uh, Talking to grandchildren that are lost. God's mandate to you is a next conversation. Let it be led by the Spirit. Uh, Let it be full of the Spirit. Uh, Let your life be a witness uh, of the Spirit. Be full. Be filled. You sing that song, be filled. If you're able, stand with us. In connection with the Great Commission, I'll close with this. Jesus commanded his disciples to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high. And Jesus went on to say, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you're witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Nobody was more equipped with teaching, being taught, receiving instructions, and being witnesses of bona fide, unbelievable miracles. Nobody knew how to do ministry like those disciples knew how to do ministry. Nobody was more qualified by being taught like those boys had been taught. And yet Jesus said, don't go anywhere. Don't do anything until you're endued with power. That's not making light of the call. They were all called to preach preaching's right and preaching's necessary but he emphasized the importance of the baptism of the Holy Ghost when it becomes your emphasis you will be filled When it becomes the emphasis of your heart and life, you will be filled. When it becomes the emphasis of your prayer life, you will be filled. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. When you see the baptism as the emphasis of the New Testament gospel for the believer, preaching takes second place. Singing takes a second place. Ministry takes a back seat. God's mandate Whoa. to the believer be filled. Life doesn't flow out of ministry. But ministry flows out of this life. Somebody preach until you get filled. Jesus said... Get filled and then preach from your infilling. It'll be worth the wait. The world will thank you for it. Every church is a better church when a new believer is full of the Holy Ghost. The world becomes a brighter place when a, a born again believer is baptized in the Holy Ghost. Every family now has a better fighting chance When a mom, a dad A child or a grandchild Is full of the Holy Ghost I want you to meet me in this altar this morning Throw both hands up Say so hear my Lord Fill me Hallelujah Hear my Lord